Good morning, New Haven. This is the WNHH Community Radio streaming live on newhavenindependent.org 103.5. You're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show. Good morning, everyone. Harry, thanks so much. Uh, Harry, it's good to have you in the studio. Some of you may uh, in the past have been looking forward to hearing Lucy's uh, uh, vibrant and loquacious and melodious voice, but now we have Harry's vivacious and melodious voice to hear. And as part of the uh, WNHH kind of team where we, we keep moving, we keep, we keep growing, we keep adding staff, adding uh, uh, programs, adding topics, adding people, and just kind of growing as an, as an entity. So I always like to give a shout out to Paul Bass and New Haven Independent and his, his vision for uh, understanding that media is so important. And I'm not even going to, going to digress about why media is perhaps more important now more important now than ever on the history of the planet. That's a separate separate show that that we'll that we'll discuss. And I have the pleasure here of having uh, Jonathan Berryman with me this morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Tom. And Jonathan's the climate leader at the Barnard. What's the the full name? I I, I really love the name of your your elementary school, the Barnard Barnard Environmental Studies Magnet School. And, and we hear so much about global warming and the Earth being on fire, and it, literally it is. And to have a school, a magnet, and you're a magnet school. Yes, we are. Uh, a magnet school. To have that title, that title alone is just so profound. But we're not going to talk about the title as much, but in a way we are, because we're going to talk about, about climate. And Jonathan is the climate leader at the, the Barnard Environmental Studies Magnet School. Environmental, en- environmental Studies Magnet School. And it's good to kind of repeat that, the Environmental Magnet uh, Study School, because all of us have a, a climate. Wherever you're listening to this show, whether you're at home or in the car or at Doing some other activities that I can't specify over over the over the radio, you're you're creating a climate, and hopefully it's a nurturing and and beneficial and kind of harmonious climate. But the climate leader position, and you're the climate leader uh, director. What's your so the title is climate leader, climate leader at the Barnard Environmental Studies Magnet School. And so, what does the climate leader at the Barnard Environmental Studies Magnet School do? Well, the climate leader wears a lot of hats. All right. I, I think uh, it's more what does the climate leader not do? Okay, that's but, that's but, fine too. That's, that's, that's what I like that as well. But I think the first clarification probably has to be what what do we mean by climate? Mm-hmm. So so school climate is what we're really talking about. How do people uh, feel about being in the building? Yes. Uh, how do the pro- how does the programming and the structure of what we do affect the overall feeling of yes, the building. Yes, yes. And that's that's so key. And it might, when I was in school, that meant if I dis, if I was disruptive, I would go to the principal's office and or the gym leader's office, gym teacher's office and he or she would have that little paddle with the holes in it and then they they would they would make me be more climate uh, harmonious, but that's not the case and you're you're not the the uh, the paddle bearer. Well, the that would be illegal now in the state of Connecticut, Tom. <laughs> now you tell uh, me. Now you tell me. Now, you, <laughs> now it might not have been there. Yeah, but, it wasn't but, there. But, but it is it now. Wasn't in Pittsburgh, yes. Um, uh, so the the climate leader still still uh, deals with disciplinary issues, but it uh, it deals with with preventing them. Yes. Yes. As well as as providing protocols uh, for responding to them. Yes. And let's let's take. Let's kind of take a deep breath because we're going to dive into how does one actually create a, a learning environment, a, a equi- equitable environment, an, an educational environment, a, a situation where our young people can, can grow and prosper. Because sometimes it, these words that I've just articulated, we've heard for 
you know, 200 years, if we go back to Plessy versus Ferguson and Brown versus Board, et cetera. So how are you, in fact, and the and your other and your colleagues, your other climate leaders uh, creating? What are some of the, if I was if I were to go into your school right now, what would I see? How would I see you, you operate? What, what, what would I see you conducting? What would I see you kind of managing? What would I see you creating? Well, one of the, the benefits of being at Barnard is that uh, the staff has a chance to meet every morning mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So we the, a lot is done uh, through collaboration. A lot is um, done through through cooperative work with colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, so so one thing you will see is is a staff that's working uh, to make sure that school is a wonderful place to be. Yes, yes. So so we we does talk. Me, does we, it mean giving out cookies? Does it mean giving out uh, backpacks? No, I, I want to really want you to really drill down. What would I observe in terms of a, a programmatic initiative, a, a strategic initiative, a, a day a day in day out action plan? So the 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 first piece of it is making sure we all have high expectations, mm-hmm. uh, establishing those expectations, teaching those expectations, reinforcing those expectations through uh, uh, positive statements to children. Mm-hmm. Through uh, we have Barnard Bucks as part mm-hmm. of our positive mm-hmm. behavior intervention mm-hmm. support system. Mm-hmm. This past Friday, the whole school for an hour. Uh, just celebrated the end of the marking period and had Good. a. That's what. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. And and had uh, every every team of teachers or every classroom had had an event yes. to really just uh, celebrate with students. Because because folks often see the classroom environment can sometimes be dry, and that's why I was really so. Throughout our conversation this morning, to the extent that you can kind of share those scenarios or help us to visualize what takes place in terms of keeping the. Uh, uh, the, the sun shining rather than the, than the rain pouring down on us from, from a climate standpoint. That's um, you've been, you've worked at, you've been in the new Haven public school system for, I don't want to age you, but at least almost 20 years. Well, this is my 21st year of teaching. <laughs> okay. okay. You started when you were 16. I know you, you were an early adopter. <laughs> and so your experience, we're not gonna be able to kind of delve into all of your experience thus far, but guess when we were chatting uh, before we came on air, you mentioned that you really like this job. Uh, it's a challenging job. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's certainly a job of strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a job that requires, uh, a lot of human interaction. It requires that you love people mm-hmm. and that you really be invested in, uh, finding out, uh, what's going to work for them. Yes. And yes. both adults, uh, uh, we're talking about staff members, parents, uh, students, all of our community. So your climate leader job, it's, it's really not just only student focused, but it's holistic, holistically focused. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I, I said one of the benefits of Barnard is we, we as teachers have a chance to meet and to talk about what the issues are mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to uh, come up with strategies for finding solutions. We, we hear so much about uh, you know, equity and, and funding and achievement gaps, et cetera. And I'm going to delve with that in, into that a little more specifically. But 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 chat, chat, chat with chat, chat with our listeners about this, this, this. Uh, what your experience has told you from an educational equity, from an achievement standpoint, from t- teacher training, there's just so much, I'm throwing a lot of tidbits at you because I, I know your thoughts are, are kind of running like crazy, but it's important now because we hear, we're hearing so much in the cosmos about what education either failing or not, not achieving. And I hear this say that you're on the front line of making it a success rather than a failure, obviously. Yes. So, so I think I, they have to, my philosophical underpinning, I think stems from the one room schoolhouse mm. uh, where, where you know you're going to have people at different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I really think about what, 
what schools must have been like uh, at the turn of the century when when we were switching from agrarian living to more urbanized living. Mm-hmm. And the people who were on the farms and, and what have you, who wanted to learn how to read, you might have been 16 years old and at the same reading level as an eight-year-old. Uh, but the, the point... The point was to make education equitable. Yes. That we give people what they need based on where they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I want to make clear that equitable is not equal. Say that again. Equitable is not equal. So what's the distinction in your mind? So equal would be you're able-bodied and walking, and I'm in a wheelchair, and both of us have to go up the steps. Okay. That's equal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Equitable, equitable would be somebody builds a ramp for me yes, yes, because okay. I'm in a wheelchair. Because mm-hmm, the real good. point is both of us need to get into that building safely. Good, 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 good. And there's been a lot of discussion in that, not, not only discussion, but legal cases in that regard. Even this past September, the Connecticut Supreme Court. But as I say, if we go back to Chef versus O'Neill, and then we've had maybe seven or eight Chef versus O'Neill derivations. And mm-hmm. we can go back to... Brown versus Board, go back to Plessy versus Ferguson. So this 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 this, this civic discussion, this social discussion, this this economic discussion in terms of the educational if I will say the educational workplace has been with us for a while. Uh, where do you how do you see your his, this historical moment for you in the Barnard School and what you're doing and your your principal, by the way, what's his or her name? Dr. Belinda Carberry is our principal. Eugene Foreman is our assistant principal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are doing a marvelous job in in helping us to really uh, push our school culture forward in terms of what we're doing academically and and in terms of what we're doing uh, with climate. Mm-hmm. So so let's and you have so with your mentioning Belinda, you have a team with your experience with with your your principal's experience. That that's a book, that's a movie, that's a theme right there in terms of historical change and educational change in in New Haven in particular. For those of us that don't know Belinda Carberry, you know, just just Google her. I mean, that she's she's a giant. As well, you guys are blessed to have her. So, Absolutely. So, what, what's kind of innovatively, creatively, kind of cooking from your, your your standpoint under your 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 title of climate change and under this this apparent crisis in education? So, uh, one of the, the the district's pushes is social and emotional learning. Uh, what what we are discovering is that our students uh, come to us uh, having oftentimes experienced trauma at an early age. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, that can take place in various forms. Um, uh, but what we discover is, is socially and emotionally, we really do have to work mm. with our students. Mm. Say that again. Socially and emotionally, we have to work with our students. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Because they have seen some things that uh, some of us can't even imagine, mm-hmm. even in, in, in our advanced stage of adulthood. yes. 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 Uh, they yes. know, some of them know, know more than I do mm-hmm. uh, about what's going on in the neighborhood. And uh, it, it, it's, it's affecting how they view education. Yes. And one of the reasons I was so glad to kind of chat with you this morning is just for the point you've mentioned that we, we hear, we can hear in the, in the, in the media, we can read it in a newspaper, we can see on TV the issue you talked about. But for me to have someone in front of, in front of me that, daily sees it you're, you're smacked in the face with it this is a beyond a reality is, a, is an understatement uh so i mean there's some literature that even talks about two three-year-olds before they even get to you barnard starts at your 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 pre-k we're pre-k three so even be so grade three. eight pre-k three through grade eight so do you see some three-year-olds some three-year-olds and four-year-olds manifesting that this this trauma impact absolutely 
See, so say some more about that. I mean, this is I'm, I'm not trying to alarm people today in the show. I'm not trying I'm not trying to say anything they may not already know and they might even be boring to them, but I think it's as we look at 2017 and forget about the political culture, uh this this 3 and 4 year olds you say I hear you saying you can observe them and and you see some behaviors that would be categorized as trauma filled. Uh and and we know that they are. So uh, we'll, describe to me what what you see. Uh, so, so oftentimes, uh, we will see behaviors that include, uh, acting out in a variety of ways. You might see students who, who certainly they challenge authority. Uh, they may, uh, not be well adapted to working with other people, mm-hmm. to others, even with their own peers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, and, and to New Haven's credit, I know we've, we've set up at least one therapeutic classroom at, at Wexler Grant School, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of a model for for how we deal with younger students who are uh, who bring that kind of trauma. Tremendous, uh, Harry. Let's go to a brief brief music break. We're going to come back and, and talk a little bit more about the um, pre K, the, the three year old and up development. I want to say adolescent development, elementary school development, just even pre K uh, emotional and social development and. And you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show. And Jonathan Q. Berryman is here with me, climate leader at the Bernard Barnard Environmental Studies right. Magnet School. Welcome back to the Tom Ficklin Show, and it's a pleasure to have Jonathan Q. Berryman with me. We were talking just before we went to the break, um, and my pause is because I've, I've worked with uh, oh Yarrow Dunham, who's head of the, the social-emotional lab at Social Cognitive Development Lab at Yale. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, Dina Simmons on the show for the, center, the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, and you hear these... Um, these paradigms, these research studies about how the younger, our, our younger citizens, our youth, mm-hmm. our, our, pre, our just a little, little older than baby citizens are still, their, their evolution, their development, their, their training, their, their existence is, is really mysterious. So let me, let me be specific. Yarrow is the social cognitive development, Yale development lab at Yale talk. They had, they're doing a lot of studies on, just as you mentioned, this two and three year and four year olds are having difficulty relating to one another. Mm-hmm. 
not only that, they're already self-segregating themselves. They're making biased decisions in terms of who they're going to associate with, who they're not. You can see this manifestation in terms of two and three and four year olds. So this, this is a critical issue for, for, for me personally. And it's something for the show in terms of social justice, social development, social change, we will be focusing on all year. So it's again, you're, you're helping me with the kind of just get this angst out of my system right. and really, really appreciate you, you to be here. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about as you observe the, the social trauma, the, uh, the behavioral trauma and kind of the remedies in fact. And that's why the climate leader position from my, uh, outside observing standpoint is so key. So, uh, if you think about it, three years or four years is actually a long time uh, when you're experiencing less than ideal conditions. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, whether you're uh, new to the world or whether you are an adult, uh, three years of any kind of traumatic experience where you might see violence, uh, you might have experienced loss, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people close to you who were there and were no, are no longer there. Um, uh, you know, people coming in and out of your life with very little predictability. Trauma, trauma appears in a lot of ways. Mm, mm. Uh, and and what happens is people. It, it affects people. We yes, know this. Yes. We know this even as adults. Uh, that that no matter how uh, socially adept we are, how intelligent we are, uh, when we go through life stresses, it challenges us mm-hmm. to be our best person. Uh, and there's some we. One of the freedoms is, as an adult, sometimes you can choose not to go places. But as a child, you cannot choose not that's, to go to school. That's the point. Yes, yes, yes. You have yes. to go whether you feel good, whether it, whether you were you woke up hungry or whether you were fed, you still have to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether your mother is there or your mother is missing and you're worried, you still have to go. Uh, so there are all kinds of scenarios, and, and, and our children are very intelligent. Yes, yes, they're, and we're going to talk about multiple intelligence uh, later on in the show. Yes, they're very intelligent, uh, and 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 when they don't feel like doing something, they don't mind telling you. I'm not. I, they'll show you in a variety of ways. Yes. I'm dealing with something else right now, and really, I'm not uh, thinking about what you're talking about. See, and and and, well, and take me back again. We're, pretend we're back at school at, at the Barnard Environmental Studies Magnet Environmental School. Environmental Studies Magnet School, and so there's a young person displaying their, their, the issues that are affecting them. And so what happens? Are they taken into a room or are they talked? Are you, are the parents brought in? Or are they, but does the teacher go through a particular uh, methodology of this Johnny or Joe or Joe, this is what I want you to do. Just help, help us to visualize again, the, your, your response to, to seeing that this, this perhaps psychic assault that they're going through. So there, there is a multifaceted approach. Uh, the teacher plays a role our uh, our support staff, which includes our, our counselor, our social workers, our psychologists, they play a role. Uh, the administration plays a role in terms of communicating with parents. Good. Uh, Good. We connect parents and students with outside resources as well. So so every we we look at each child separately mm. and their need. Mm, 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 so that's part mm, of being equitable. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that we uh, we have a triple ST. Uh, run by Miss Emily Garucci, uh, and the the role of the triple ST, the students uh, don't give me all these letters. Yeah, I know the alphabet soup, right? 
I'll get the acronym wrong, mm-hmm. but the uh, it serves as the group of teachers and support staff members and administrators who sit and and we look at children and what they're doing and prescribe solutions. Mm. So give me give me an example. I'm going to drill down uh, for, you, for you for you to get an A in this course today. We, we, we're going to give you some, some extra credit just for you know for radio. You want people to kind of visualize and kind of see the. Uh, Student staff support team. Yes, there we yes, go. yes, yes. Uh, not to be confused with the SST, which is something <laughs> else. Uh, so, so we would so say uh, uh, this child has a particular behavioral issue, an academic issue, or both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we, as uh, the child's teachers, the school psychologist, the social worker, the counselor, uh, the administration, and and uh, our uh, special ed people will sit down and look at the the data on that child. Mm, 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 this mm. is what's happening with so-and-so academically, socially. Uh, what do we know about their parents? What do we know about what they've been through? And we'll sit and look at all of that data mm-hmm. and then come up with a plan of uh, s- solutions uh, so that we know uh, how we're going to deal with that particular child and help them perfect, perfect. become their very best. You just, just tease me with, with one or two after, after you do this th- data, data analysis and, 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 tr- and strategy, what's one, one or two are the next steps that would take place that would affect me? So a, a, everybody, so in that meeting, we actually determine who's going to do what. Oh, good, good. So good, what is good, the teacher good. going to do? Uh, what is our, who's, who's going to be the liaison from our, our, our counseling staff mm-hmm. that's going to make a connection? Well, how is the administration going to support this? Well, so what might the teacher do? As, just so as the teacher might, might uh, have a behavior plan that they follow. Ah. Uh, if it's a behavioral issue, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, they identify what the issues are. They have, they might, and if the child corrects those behaviors, they'll be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mercedes and, or Maserati or not, or, or Bentley or Bugatti, or <laughs> all right, all right, whatever works for that child. Because <laughs> what what works for Tom might not work for Jonathan. Okay. So we have to determine what. Oh, so like it is that. a conversation with that see? child about see? what they're working for. I'll cut it out. See, what if sometimes the, the put put us in the child's the young young person's uh, seat. What what might he or she say in terms in terms of answer that question? What are they? What might they articulate or or, or share in terms of what they're working for? Well, it, it's amazing. Some people, you know, uh, they. Some people like uh, just more time on the computer. Mm, uh, mm. You know, we we try to do things that don't cost money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it might be more time with the teacher, mm-hmm. uh, more uh, recess time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it, you know, it, it can be a variety I like of that. things. I like that. That's key, and and I really appreciate your sharing because again, we hear a lot of, a lot of the abstract notions, but to be able to, to see what's, what's taking place, that's really. And so the climate leader job is to manage, let's delve back into the climate leader job in terms of that context of team people. Where, where's your integral role? Are you like cosmopolitan, so to speak, or, you, or, or do you do direct things? Do you, help to, do you have to have your finger in every, every pot, so to speak? Uh, well, it's not that I have to have my finger in every pot. <laughs> my finger ends up there. So part and of the, fist as well. So part of the role of the climate <laughs> leader is if, if, if a child is exhibiting behaviors that uh, necessitate removal, mm-hmm. you actually go and see that child. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and, and you're probably one of the first people they call because part of the job is to maintain the sanctity of what we call tier one instruction. Mm-hmm. That we want to make sure that the classroom is able to function uh, uh, with appropriate behaviors yes. at all times. Yes, yes. So sometimes, you know, the students do need to be removed. So we'll go and 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 check in with that student and see what the next step is. Mm-hmm. 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 Talk, talk to me. Uh, 
guess as you're sitting in front and looking looking at me uh, now, what do you see? Little Johnny, little little Mary, little Qualif. Uh, what what kind of images of the young people that have come across your mind as we speak right now that you feel that you really had an impact in kind of uh, assisting? Um, not, I, you know, not their name, but just the as you as you kind of reminisce or reflect upon your intervention and just having that young person's uh, young person that's been sitting in front of you and just what have you been feeling and seeing and reacting to? Well, I, 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 one, I think one of our jobs is to make sure that they feel safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That, that what we have tried to get rid of is this whole idea of someone coming to see you as being punitive. Mm, mm. And no, I am not the police. Mm. That mm-hmm. is not my role. I'm not coming to arrest you to take you away and <laughs> yes, put you in yes, cuffs. Yes, yes, we hear a lot about it. Yes, we hear. That is mm-hmm. that is not what mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. If if I'm coming to see you, it's to, it's because something's not going well for you, and we want to find out what we can do to help. Yes, yes. So when we see that scenario on, oh, I think it was maybe a year ago, there there was a school where the security guard and the chair and the young lady, right? Uh, that would never ever happen at Barnard. No, I hopefully it wouldn't happen anywhere in New Haven. Okay, uh, or anywhere okay. in Connecticut, or mm-hmm. anywhere. Period. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, but we know it. It has happened, and probably could be happening in some school somewhere in the United States. With with the video camera might not be on it at the moment. So, uh, no. So it it is not our job to to. We do not run a police state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that we recognize that there are people who are, some people are doing very well, but then there are some people who are uh, at various stage of crisis. Mm-hmm. 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 And our, our first job, in kind of like being a doctor, is to do no harm. Yes, yes. So, so social, social. Let's go back. Social justice, social change. How does this? How do those words? Do those words resonate or have some any meaning to you in terms of your daily job? Well, absolutely. I, I one, I believe that that uh, education is still one of the best pursuits in the world in terms of dealing with social justice mm, 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 and change. Mm, mm. Uh, mm. because I, even in thinking about my own background in the neighborhood where I grew up, um, there was a lot going on and my, my family was very strong and very instrumental in, in, uh, setting standards and, and what have you. But I also had teachers mm. that, that really shaped, uh, who I am. Uh, and, and they worked. <laughs> they they worked they worked and, and they had so a, I have them to blame then well <laughs> is, that, is that what you're saying Jonathan and, uh, and some uh, of them are still uh, alive uh, okay. uh, give a shout out to some give a shout that's out that's right uh, they were some. my uh, third grade teacher Miss Ruth R R R Little mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she must I know she's over eighty by yes. now but she, that was a she was well once she was seasoned when I got there okay. Uh, and she meant business. Yeah. She taught, my teachers taught. Yeah. And you can see her in your mind right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. See, that's the, 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 the the impact. And you grew up in this, you grew up in Virginia. I grew up in Virginia, Richmond. In Richmond. Same as Dr. Mayo. So I completely understand, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, some of, of, of where he's coming from and his drive. Yes. Yes. And, and you graduate from the, from the, you have your degree from Yale here from, from the music school. Yes. And went to Morehouse. No, I went to Princeton as an undergrad. Prince, Prince undergrad. So you, you had some Ivy kind of st- coming coming out of your. Yes, but, but, but I was I some, was able to go because of tobacco, those teachers I had. <laughs> right, got some tobacco also coming out. <laughs> <laughs> talk talk. Uh, what what do we have about oh, eighteen nineteen maybe twenty 
15, 18 minutes to go, and you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show, and Jonathan Berryman is with us, uh, uh, climate leader at the... Barnard Environmental Studies Magnet School. And, and magnet schools, they're important because why? The magnet schools are important because they, they allow students to uh, choose themes that they're interested in. Mm. So mo- most of our schools have a theme. Like I was at Betsy Ross for 15 years, mm-hmm. which is the Arts Magnet Middle School. Um, and they, for those who are interested in the arts, they Betsy Ross and then Co-op, which is the high school mm-hmm. version, mm-hmm. certainly um, are game changers. Mm. Mm. I I I mm. personally witnessed students come in uh in fifth grade at Betsy, Betsy Ross who were uh inexperienced diamonds in the rough. Mm. And by the time they left us, uh they were really artists. See? To the point where where the high school teachers would tell me we could tell which students came from Betsy Ross. Mm. 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 So yeah, so you're you're a talent maker. You're you're clearly kind of a, on the up and optimistic and an advocate for the of the New Haven Public Schools. Absolutely. So this is not the show where we're going to go into debates about the the the, the, the veracity or the uh, the validity of of your of your belief. But let's talk about share a little bit more about what what gives you that enthusiasm, that passion, that that belief that really the New Haven Public School systems is, is are, the system is moving in the right direction. So New Haven is ahead of most of its uh, other urban districts in terms of, of our magnet schools, certainly our buildings, uh, you know, under Mayor DiStefano and, and Dr. Mayo. That would, and nationally, mm-hmm. uh, New Haven is at the top. Mm. I don't know of any other school district that had that foresight more than 20 years ago mm-hmm. to rebuild its infrastructure. Uh, so that puts us, one, at at the top uh, of our game. Then ahead of the state, uh, New Haven changed its teacher evaluation system. Mm. Uh, and that's part of, of equity and social justice as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to make sure that the people who are teaching our children uh, are actually um, teaching, are actually doing what they're supposed to do. Okay. Basically. Okay. So the change in evaluation system gave us a more um, objective tool by which to measure and identify good teaching. And that change the unions are in full support of. The unions are in support of it. And, and um, that, that's key. Yes. And then uh, several years later, the state converted. Okay. So, so New Haven was ahead of the state mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in bringing about that change. Um, and it, it has really helped us to, to better understand what good teaching is. Give us a little... This might be the title of your next book, but so what? <laughs> so by you're, you're hearing it here first, a little little uh, blurb about your next book that's coming out on what makes good teaching. Well, so there are um, there are actually ten ten uh, uh, rubrics by which we are graded hmm. um, in terms of classroom practices, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not going to go through all all ten of them. Yes, but each of them has under it what that look what what it is and then what it means to be exemplary what it means to be effective and what it means to need improvement fascinating fascinating and that that's so key for people to because we hear so much about we shouldn't say we hear so much uh but we do sometimes there's the the common grapevine discussion of our people are this teachers really working you know just just the stereotypes about about teachers and that's why i was so 
glad to have this opportunity to chat with you uh, because there's such a, there's a structure and there's there there are tenants and there's stipulations there's criteria there's a quality control mechanism kicking in that, that I, I don't don't think people people are aware of. Oh, then, absolutely. Let's let's jump for a moment. And again, this is Tom Ficklin's show, and Jonathan Q. Berryman is here, climate leader at the Barnard Environmental Studies Magnet School. You, you referenced multiple intelligences, multiple intelligences earlier in, in our discussion. What what does that mean, and how how does that apply to your 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 passion and, and your work? So it's it's really the work of Howard Gardner, and he talks about uh, there being uh, about nine or ten multiple nine or ten intelligences and. Other people might call them aptitudes, mm-hmm. um, but what it essentially means is is people are multi gifted. Yes, yes, and yes. and if they used to talk about teaching the whole child, mm-hmm. and and part of what that means is you recognize um, that 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 people people have more than one way to receive data. Mm. So mm. if you're if you're even at that early age, even at, at all ages, at all ages, if you are if you're musical, you're musical from birth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so so for me as a musician, yes. If I'm in a place that does music, yes, I'm not going to do well. Mm. Mm. So in learning styles, etc. So so it, it is it is more about aesthetically. What do we need around us to to flourish? Mm-hmm. And and how do we best present our knowledge? So, so for there, I am. I I appreciate visual art, but mm-hmm. I am. I cannot draw. Okay, all right. You yeah. tie a bow tie though. I well, I, <laughs> is, is that a clip on? Did you? Have it a, sure oh, is. Okay. I didn't, didn't, mean, didn't mean to put you on blast. But but I'm just saying, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I, I, haven't, I haven't gotten to the tying of it myself yet. I, I'll right. get there one day. Okay, okay. amen. Uh, but so even in in our evaluation system, it talks about whether or not we allow students to choose multiple ways of demonstrating knowledge. Fascinating. So Fascinating. it, it, it might that. be for me that I write if I'm learning about. Uh, uh, cell structure in science. Mm-hmm. I might write a song about it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm. I might mm. be able to rap, so even, even, write a even, rap even about it. Even a scientific it. project. Oh, absolutely. You would still bring in the liberal arts in the because it shows that I know the material. Okay. Somebody else might be able to draw, create a three-dimensional model of it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're they're mm-hmm. Uh, visually artistic. I love that. I uh, love somebody that. else might be able to write a screenplay about it. Mm. And, and and I love that because we were chatting before the show about Chris, Chris Christopher Emden's EMDIN's book out of Columbia University and uh, what white folks who teach in the hood get wrong about education. His book is very popular. I do recommend it. Harry, let's go to a brief break and then we'll kind of kind of come back and conclude. And again, this is the Tom Ficklin show, and you're we're chatting with and really been a pleasant conversation uh, with Jonathan uh, Q. Berryman, climate leader at the Barnard Environmental Studies Magnet School. Great. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're just waiting for the Facebook Live to kind of kick 
kick in. And it's really a nice advantage because, again, it's just another part of the innovation and creativity here at, um, I was about to say Empire New Haven, Jonathan. I worked, <laughs> worked next door for, for seven years at Empire New Haven. But whether it's the inner city that I worked or Empire New Haven, but now um, the, the Fickland Media, wherever I seem to be working, it still is kind of you know broadcasting and sharing and communing with people. So I guess the name that doesn't matter as well as the uh, the, the theme remains consistent. Uh, Harry, who were we just listening to? Any, any recollection? We were listening to Phil E. Brown. I thought that, uh-huh. yeah, I thought that was Phil, yeah, for, the for, top-notch for, ensemble, indeed, and it's really a part of the show is to kind of just, just broadcast and and publicize how uh, we have some jewels here in this 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 Elm City, this uh, land of the Quinnipiacs. And in fact, we were just chatting uh, as we kind of were concluding, uh, uh, Jonathan, on the New Haven public school system being on the cutting edge in a variety of things. Absolutely, uh, and certainly. Um, we we had talked about magnet schools. Uh, this is open enrollment season. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So and what does that mean? So it means that this is the time where where parents and children can fill out magnet school applications. Okay. Uh, and in talking about climate and multiple intelligences, mm-hmm. I, I I urge parents to consider whether or not their children are in the right school. Mm, mm, uh, mm. If your child is is doing very well, wonderful. But if your child is struggling socially or academically, uh, uh, part of it might be that that particular the the focus of that school doesn't meet your child's intelligence mm. in terms of mm. multiple intelligences. Mm. Mm. If you have a child who is highly artistic, then they might really need to go to Betsy Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a child who's interested in in our environmental theme at Barnard, you know they they like planting, they like yeah. Uh, 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 looking at outdoors and their conservation minded Barnard would be the place for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and the school where they are, if they're in a school where they're not doing well, I think a part of social justice is we're obligated to find out where they are going to do mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And new Haven has expanded its magnet system uh, with that in mind. So the students and families now have more choice about where their children can go. Um, there's, there's, so I encourage parents to really look at that booklet, to really uh, uh, go through it and consider all of the options that New Haven has. Uh, certainly, we have the, as far as I know, we have the largest magnet school uh, program in the state. Mm, mm. And are the booklets sent to do the students bring them home? Are they online? How do they have access? How do the parents have access? Well, to I'm them? sure if they call the Board of Ed, uh, the Board of Ed will make sure they, they get a booklet. Excellent, excellent, um, excellent. So, so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then I would encourage our community members uh, to really uh, embrace New Haven in, in a more active way. And what does that mean? So, so one of New Haven's greatest assets, as I see right now, are our retirees. Okay. I've never known New Haven to have so many uh, educated, beautiful, well-to-do retirees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I encourage them to, to adopt a school, mm. do something proactive mm. that directly mm. affects the school. Mm. Um, whether it's mm. coming in to read to a class, whether it's coming in to uh, to mentor a particular student mm-hmm. or a particular set of mm-hmm. students, whether it's writing a check to help mm-hmm. that school do what it needs to do financially in terms of supporting students. I encourage all of us to do something directly uh, for these institutions. And why is that important? It's Well, one, it's important because I, I, our kids, our students need to know 
who's in New Haven? Mm. Just like you just mm. said, there mm. are jewels in New Haven, but but if, in our, our kids don't recognize that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they don't mm-hmm. see those jewels mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that oftentimes it's it's hard to tell uh, if if you're walking down any particular street, you might not see uh, some of the jewels that we've been mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's important that our children like see those that. people. I like that. I like that. And I, come on in. Come tell your story. You grew up in South Carolina or Georgia. Our children don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything about, uh, 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 especially if you're, you're, you remember Martin Luther King, you were aware of, of, of when there was a colored water fountain, a white water fountain. Our children have no recollection of that. We're dealing with people who don't even remember the Twin Towers. See, that's, that, that's so key. We have about, about two minutes. And again, I always say this, Jonathan, although I gave you some uh, kind of an early warning prior to going on air that you're coming back in, in May. Fine. <laughs> good, good. You, you're, you're, Harry, you heard that. Make, make a note. And you're going to bring another climate leader with you because we want to kind of keep this theme of social justice, social change alive, particularly as it pertains to uh, our school systems. And between now and, and May, we'll have some a variety of people on that will be addressing this issue. But you're right in... Not in the in the trenches, but also the gold mine, the silver mine, the the platinum mines of uh, platinum mines, as well as mines, the, you know, M I N E S and M I N D of of really what what our community, our future is 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 will is looking like and will look like. So I, it's really a pleasure to kind of have you. Any concluding thoughts or or comments? And again, you may even leave us with a question, and you might not kind of it's not the pressure's not on to wrap up anything, but just anything in your heart, mind, and soul that you'd like to share with our, our listeners before we, we kind of kick you out of here and send you back to school to kind of, kind of do some good work, earn your money. Well, I want, <laughs> I want people to be most of all optimistic hmm. that, that of the 22 or so thousand school children, children that we have, mm-hmm. there is more going well hmm. than anything else. Hmm. Uh, that, that we have students. And like I said, we have, we have diamonds, uh, in every building, mm. but they need shaping. Mm-hmm. And it, it before lasers, it took another diamond to See? shape a diamond. See? See? So all of those people in the community who know that they are diamonds, uh, come on in and help us to shape. Yes, uh, and 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 create brilliance. Yes, with these students yes. that we have because they have the talent. Mm-hmm. There's no question about whether uh, whether or not they have the talent and the intellect. Mm. What they need is somebody to help give them direction. And so that's an open invitation for folks to open come. Open invitation. Amen, amen, amen. Tell, tell, tell Belinda we said hi and your crew, and really thank you so much for, uh, for, for being with me this morning. And again, Harry, share with folks how f- folks can, can, uh, can uh, kind of find us kind of after we go off, off, offline. There's so many multiple ways of folks uh, uh, being able to access the, hopefully the, the thought streams and, and, and the thought nuggets that we've been able to share, share this morning. Well, you could catch us on... You could download us on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. We also have a podcast on iTunes. And, of course, we're now Facebook Living. You could go and catch our videos on Facebook Live. Great, great, great. Harry, thanks again for your work. And, Jonathan, really it's a pleasure to kind of be with you once, once again. Likewise. Thank you for the invitation.